Welcome back to this episode of the Reader Report. I am hosting today. My name is Claire O'Toole, and we are here with a very special guest, the former editor-in-chief of The Guardian, Sarah Cavender. And along with her, we have some staff members. We have Maxwell, Kaylee, and Dylan. And so if you would all like to introduce yourselves, that would be great. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Cavender. Um, I was the former editor-in-chief for The Guardian from 2018 to 2020. Um, I just graduated in May, so. Welcome back, we're glad to have you. So we just had a couple of questions for you in regards to your work at The Guardian and your work since then. Um, So our first question for you is, what was your experience at The Guardian like? Um, (laughs) It's hard to sum that up in like a very short time frame. (laughs) Um, Whenever I came on to the team, I was originally a news reporter intern back in 2016. Um, I actually started with the intent to cover the presidential debate. And as many of you know, that did not happen. Um, Instead, I began covering the eventual um, investigations and release of information of our financial problems, which plagued our university for several years. Um, From there, I was hired as a news reporter for covering Um, certain meetings. And then in 2018, I was hired to be the editor-in-chief. During the 2017-2018 year, we went from a print publication to a digital only, which in our state was actually very rare. Um, I would reach out to other news publications at other universities, and they barely updated their website. So it was one of those things where we were um, actually paving the way for a new type of student news publication where it was literally just online only. There was nothing printed um, after we printed for over 50 years prior to. Um, In 2018 on through 2020, it was an absolutely incredible experience to be a part of and also watch the change and transformation of our publication as it grew into its digital only format. We went through so many different website changes as Dylan can contest to. Um, We switched platforms and domain names. I think the biggest hurdle we came to actually was changing domains because we were the guardian online for, I wanna say 15 years. I think we had the website. We had um, years and years of content on that one domain where everyone knew where we were. And so we changed it to the WSUGuardian.com. And that was the decision made by our 
previous editor-in-chief to me, Kristen Bauman, which made more sense to fit our actual organization name, and we didn't get confused with the UK Guardian. However, whenever we did that, we went from having a little over 15,000 page views a month to having 100 in a month at a time. So it was one of those things where it was a lot of challenges, but watching this organization and the students who made up and embodied it overcome them, it was just absolutely incredible. Well, that's amazing, Sarah. Thank you so much for sharing. It seems like you've had a lot of experience with The Guardian, and uh, we've all been very lucky to have you, and we touched by your skills the last few years. Um, did you guys uh, have anything else to add about Sarah's tenure at The Guardian? Well, I just want to add that in, you know, I joined the team um, in the spring of 2019. So um, Sarah was already one year in, and I remember coming in and she challenged me to a lot of different things, like how can we grow our um, our digital presence? That was one of the biggest things I was challenged with. So when we, we jumped in, um, you know, from Sarah's first semester to her second semester, or, or, or um, her first year to her second year, from fall 2018 to fall 2019, we saw a growth on our site of over 260%. So more than double those page, almost, you know, almost triple those page views. So it was really um, extraordinary to see, you know, how great that content um, just flourished um, from one year to the next, um, especially on the new, the new domain name. Well, that's great. And uh, I can definitely attest to it being challenging to uh, figure out, um, you know, new media and stuff, as that's what I'm doing as an intern right now. Uh, so I, I understand that. And I do remember when you switched over from print to uh, to the online component. So making me feel old here. Um, so, sir, did you have any uh, inclination that you or Marissa Couch, who is another recipient of the SPGA, SPGA Awards or the social team, did you have any uh inclination that we would win or that you would win um so i had no idea what the turnout of it would be um the last few years that i have been editor i submitted the guardian's work off to as many competitions as i possibly could um especially if they were like free because a lot of college or collegiate competitions don't have a fee, which is really nice. Um, So I sent off about 20 articles and pieces by The Guardian to the Society of Professional Journalists. I try to find um, at least one article per person, as well as our photographers. Like I try to find content from them that I thought was really good and really competitive. That was back in March that I sent it off. Um, and I didn't hear anything else about it. And so, um, I had no idea to be honest with you, like that I always would say, and I always just knew that the work that the guardian did and that the students created was award-winning and that I was biased to that. I always knew it was really great and, um, really incredible and everybody was really talented, but to have it right. Re- like recognized at such a respectable level um, to a point where we were 
competing with other schools like University of Cincinnati, Ohio State University, um, Bowling Green State University, Ohio University, you know, all those publications that you hear about at a high level. And suddenly we're being able to rank up there and to be part of this group that is just absolutely overwhelming. And to know that we were named the best college daily newspaper in the state of Ohio, there's just no words to describe that. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. So this is a sort of, you've answered this, but if you uh, want to be specific, what was it like to hear the news of the awards? So I'm no longer connected to the Guardian's, like, editor-in-chief email, so I had no idea if we won or not. I actually went on to the Society of Professional Journalists Twitter account for the Cincinnati chapter, and they had tweeted out the Excel link that had, like, all the winners in it and all the names of the um, recipients of different awards, and I scrolled through, and I found Ohio State University, and then I found The Guardian. And that was just absolutely incredible. So not only did I get to call a bunch of people that I hadn't talked to since maybe, like, May, but I also got to share this news. And it was just such a great feeling to see it and actually, like, it be on paper. Because I had to go back and look, like, four or five times to make sure I didn't just, like, read it wrong. And I... I still keep going back to it and making sure, like, I didn't make that up, did I? Like, I didn't lie about that, did I? Like, so it's it still doesn't feel real, to say the least. Well, I was fortunate of uh, fortunate enough to be one of those phone calls, and I was number two, I think, on the um, call queue. But I uh, I was actually sitting at my dining room table, <clears throat> just got home from work was about to go and um, do some homework and I see my phone ringing and it was, I was like, Sarah Cavender. I was like, what is she calling me about? <clears throat> it was funny. Cause I was like, okay. I was figuring, I was like, actually not that it would be bad, but I, was, I didn't know what it was about. And she, the first thing she says was like, we won. I'm like, what did we win? And I was like, so, um, but I didn't, I guess she probably did tell me, but I don't even recall her saying that we were um, even, entered or nominated for like the SPJ awards. So I was just like, but yeah, like you said, Sarah would put us up there, you know, with other publications that typically we would be unmatched to. So it was, it was a great feeling. I was like, I immediately went and got a glass of wine and, you know, then did my homework, but yeah. Yeah. An adult beverage you said, right? Yeah. Which is common, but yeah. Um, and so, Sarah, where are you now uh, after uh, college? I know a little bit, but other people might not. What, what do you do? What's your day-to-day? So um, I was, quote-unquote, graduated in May. I actually graduate in two weeks, but it's fine. Um, I now work for Cox First Media, which is a media organization that encompasses uh, the local publications of Dayton Daily News, Springfield News Sun, Journal News, and Dayton.com. 
my job is to manage the sites and do all of the digital work behind it. So creating video content, creating photo galleries, sending push alerts, managing the content you see on the actual websites, um, doing some editing here and there, uh, managing their social media accounts. And that can range from Twitter, Instagram to Facebook. And I manage about like, I think six or seven accounts on all of those and it's just it's a wide variety of digital products if that makes sense I also work in newsletters uh content creation it's just it's a wide variety uh that was what I was doing actually before I graduated I've been with Cox Media for almost two years now that's great. I, I do remember that when I first met you, I remember that you were at Cox Media. So how did The Guardian help you get to where you are doing so much for Cox Media? Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, how did The Guardian help you get to where you are now in Cox Media? Um, in a roundabout way, um, my experience at The Guardian helped like leverage my resume. So I qualified for working in a newsroom, but I was actually working full-time for Kettering Health Network in a college store prior to this job. I had been work- I worked at the college store for almost five years. And one of my professors, Ray Marcano, emailed me and said, hey, would you be interested in working for Cox? And I said, absolutely, because whenever you get the opportunity to get a job in a newsroom, you take it, you know, like you just do it. You want to get every opportunity you can to allow yourself to learn and grow because that's what a newsroom is. It's always changing. It's always adapting to the new technologies and trends and things like that. Um, And so I had a lot of background in digital content from the guardian because we were a digital publication you know i have experience with wordpress i have very little experience with coding as well as how to manage social media accounts so the guardian helped me in a way i wasn't expecting by preparing me for a digital only role because i worked on a digital only publication but ray marcano is the one who helped connect me to the hiring manager at the time. Well, that's amazing. I know that Ray does have a lot of connections and he's a great resource for all of us. Um, are you active with the Alumni Association at all? Uh, not really. Um, to be honest, mostly because I just graduated and I really just have been working. <laughs> like I just, I just don't involve myself because of it. Um, I get their emails. I see the stuff that goes on. I know that the they had the right day to give, which I was involved with last year with the 67 Society volunteering for that. And it looks like it was a really good turnout, despite the fact that most of it had to be digital. Like everything is just so different right now because of the pandemic. I, I, I believe think it, it did fairly well. Because of that. I believe they nearly doubled um, earnings from last year, um, if not more. Um, but we were actually very fortunate to um, be contacted by annual giving, and they and did a, helped us, you know, with our campaign as well during my day to give. 
But um, back on the alumni aspect, I think this was actually an excellent segue, but um, founded initially by Sarah, but um, current editor-in-chief Mackenzie Hefferlin right now, is she's actually started to put together an um, alumni advisory board for The Guardians to kind of help us you know, with some industry leaders. <clears throat> I've already been in contact with a couple of um, old business advertising managers who have been assisting me in a couple of things, giving me tips, especially as, especially as we like navigate the big election season right now. Like Dylan said, uh, that was a brainchild of actually the EIC before me. It was Kristen Bauman's, but it was just a matter of like getting it together. So we had talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And I was fortunate enough to have an internship with Dayton Daily News um, my sophomore year, junior year of college, somewhere in there. I can't remember now. But um, I was at Dayton Daily News for an internship, and I reconnected with a lot of alumni at Dayton Daily News. So The Guardian actually has a bunch of people that work at Dayton Daily News which is really, really cool for us because we get to talk to them and learn from them. But they were able to give me the education and the resources and the things that I needed throughout my time as not just a news reporter, but also an EIC because I had so many questions about how to do things because we do lack a journalism program at Wright State. We have classes and we have so many incredible, talented faculty members, but sometimes you need the experience of alumni to help you. And so before I left back in April, I sent an email out to about like 100 people that left their name on a alumni list and pretty much put together a list of emails. And I gave it to Kenzie and said, utilize this because these people want to help and educate future journalists. And to me, that is so incredibly important to find people who want to assist in that education for the future of journalism. Well, that's awesome, Sarah. I think you are a walking, talking advertisement for The Guardian and for Wright State right now. I think this is incredible. I love hearing about your experiences. Um, and uh, speaking of future journalists, what would your advice be to them uh, at Wright State or otherwise? Never stop learning. Like, it doesn't matter how far you are into your journalism field. When you decide that you know everything, that's when you will start to fail, to be honest. Because I know people who have been in the field for like 20 plus years, and they continue to learn and grow and adapt because journalists aren't just doing the sit down, interview, write a story, send it off to print. They are sitting down recording like you are doing right now a podcast or they're recording a video. They are creating actual content to go with the story. They are managing social media. They are doing live streams. They are doing so many more things than they did even 15 years ago. And whenever you put yourself in a field like this one, you must learn and you must grow and adapt to what is the newest forms of technology, as well as um, what your readers are doing. Because if you don't know how to engage your readers, then who's going to read your story? So my 
best advice is to just never stop learning, never stop wanting to be curious about how the world works and about what matters. That's awesome, Sarah. Thank you very much for sharing. Well, we are coming up on about time to wrap this up so it doesn't go too long. But I just wanted to invite our other uh, staff on here today to uh, ask you a question and make a comment. So, guys, if you uh, want to, you're welcome to. Okay, I have a question. Um, my question is, how would you say your professors at Wright State, whether it be Ray Marcano or uh, someone else that you've had for journalism or just in general, have affected your career going forward? I actually love this question um, because I had several professors at Wright State, uh, Ray Marcano and Dr. Melissa Spierig, as well as several others who impacted my life changes and choices by just being supportive and challenging me. And they are the type of professors who will not give you the answers. Like, and it can be so frustrating because you'll ask them a question and they'll turn around and ask you a question right back. And you're like, well, that's not what I want. But then you have to think about it. Journalism is about curiosity. Journalism is about finding the answers. And so these are people who educate future journalists or future members of the media of whatever profession that students choose to go into. They shouldn't give the answers because that's a part of the challenge. And I love that um, they challenged me in a way that wasn't like, overwhelming like I didn't know the answer like I just I'm I'm gonna fail it was like one of those things where they gave me a challenge figure it out and I'll help you along the way I will guide you I will mentor you and those are the types of teachers that you need especially going into um, journalism or any other career well that's awesome Sarah, did you have any other comments or questions before we wrap up? I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to interview me. Thank you. It's weird to be on this side. <laughs> um, I guess one of the things I want to say is thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, I think the only person in this uh, chat right now. I don't know Kaylee, but I've seen her work and it's wonderful. Um, but I want to thank you guys for doing what you're doing, not just for your campus community, but for your community as a whole. And I am so incredibly proud of the people that you are becoming and the journalists that are you, you are working to be. And I am so proud of the 2019 staff, 2019-2020, as well as the staff that's in place right now. And don't ever give up on your passion for journalism, because it is so incredibly important, especially in today's age. One thing that was very, <clears throat> it was fun, but also incredibly stressful was, um, at least for myself, I can probably speak for Mackenzie too, was doing the whole hiring process and doing the whole orienting, uh, orienting process without Sarah. Because you normally I was, uh, you know, I had Sarah to kind of guide and just tell him to do, and I just did. 
And this time it was like, oh, you know, having a lot of meetings with Kenzie and going back and forth of like what, you know, each of us will do and, you know, going over the orientation like presentations and, and then, you know, and Kaylee can really attest to this because I, she was one of the ones, one of, um, was one of my hires, but also one of um, the people that, um, that had to sit through my two hour orientation that I gave, but, you know, I didn't sleep the night before I had, I had, you know, three cups of coffee. I was, you know, I was stressed out. But I was so excited because we had had all our, all our new staff but I am incredibly grateful for the resources I've been given and the resources that, you know, Sarah helped us when um, develop in our organization. And, you know, and I touted this over and over and over that, you know, without her, I don't think that we would be in the place we are to be, you know, to really further our mission as a digital first publication for you know, the Miami Valley. And really um, it's helped expedite this whole, uh, help expedite us because, the whole country is going through a pandemic right now. You know, how many media uh, publications, professional and student, are going all digital right now? You know, where people are coming to us for questions because we've already done it, you know? So, again, I just want to um, really say, like, thank you, um, Sarah, for the resources you've given us and given me, but also for coming on today, of course. Okay, I think Kaylee wanted to say something now. Um, so I'm kind of like an outsider, you know, with all of you guys, because this is my first um, semester with the Guardian and really kind of like my first experience, um, you know, working for the Guardian and meeting all of you. And so the first thing I want to say is, Sarah, you have laid uh, such a wonderful foundation for all of us. Um, your name is brought up often. Um, and so I know that that each of the members that worked with you um, and even the new ones that we have brought on this year just completely value everything that you started and the foundation that you laid so that we could be um, successful right now, especially in this time when it's so important for us to be a digital publication because of what's going on with the coronavirus and everything else. So I, I super thank you, even though we've never personally met. Um, I feel like you've influenced our entire publication in such a positive way that um, I know that I'm grateful and the rest of us are grateful. And we are so thankful that you decided to interview with us today and um, all of your good traits and the foundation that you've laid has really just poured out into Dylan and Mackenzie. And um, this year is going to be very successful because of that. So thank you for your contribution. And I'm really excited to continue to follow your journey in journalism as well thanks guys you're gonna make me cry <laughs> <laughs> well i can think of uh, no better conclusion to today's podcast than the nice things that kaylee just said uh sarah all of us that have worked with you would wholeheartedly agree with everything that was just said and so if nobody else has any comments i'm going to uh close this podcast all right. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. Thank you.